what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, he smoked a turkey and didn't lose his eyebrows, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan. I'm glad to see that the turkey trial worked. You're still as handsome as ever. You're not going bald because you blew yourself up in a turkey accident. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was great, Eddie. The turkey took a little bit longer than I was expecting. Uh, we, this time, the trial was with a 12-pound turkey. The, uh, the official turkey on Thanksgiving was a 19-pound turkey. So Ooh, it, that's it was a big a, difference. It was a little bit longer, but in the end, very moist, very good. Uh, it was a success. We had, we had a successful Thanksgiving, and I cooked a good turkey. At least that's what they Great told job, me. Great job, dude. Thank you. Uh, guys, you can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And like I said, we were not, we were not on last week. Eddie, last Wednesday night, when, you know, whoever, whoever took over for us, I appreciate them. I was at, with my family, with my brother-in-laws and, and Drake, we went down to the San Antonio Spurs game. They played the Pelicans. And let me tell you, seeing Zion in person, it's, he's incredible. Like, just the way he's not afraid. He's like, oh, there's three people in the middle. I'm going to go right at him, and I'm still going to make a layup. I mean, it was... So uh, he's it, healthy now. He is beast mode. It was awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, it was great. To, it was a lot of fun. We, I played a turkey bowl. Uh, I, I blew my shoe, my cleat completely out. What I've learned is that don't leave your shoes in the summer in the garage in Texas. I just ru- ruined a pair of, uh, of basketball shoes. My cleats completely, like, my foot was, like, all the way out. And uh, I saw like the last I had to like use a flag to tie it for half of the game and then it didn't work. Then my shoe was all the way out. And so I played quarterback with uh, with only, you know, one one shoe and uh, threw the game winning touchdown. And and it was good. It was a lot of fun. You know, Jordan, we've claimed that you're a true Texan now. But if you were a true Texan, you would know that there are two words to answer your issue. Duct tape. You know, I have I have duct tape on some, but I didn't have duct tape on me. That was the problem. It was it was like it literally like my shoe. I was like, oh, this is probably not good. I started to get a little hole in the side of the cleat. And then by the end, my whole foot was just at, out on the ground. It sounds like a Dave Chappelle sketch yeah, it, or something. It didn't work out well. But overall, Thanksgiving was great. Eddie, how was uh, how was your week off? Uh, you know, it was pretty decent, um, except I just ended up spending a lot of money that I didn't plan on spending. Like literally on my way out of town Tuesday night. I get stopped at the gas station by this lady with a sob story and a baby. Like, please, I was going to give her five bucks. She's like, please, I just need some gas in my car. So I put gas in her car. Like, I'm like, I don't know how these people find me, Jordan. I think there's like angels stamped on my forehead or something. Out of all the people at the gas station, she comes up to me. And I just felt, uh, I'm a sucker. That's basically it. Well, I, I mean, definitely you're a sucker. I've, I've known that for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I ended up with you. Yes, that's true. And then one of the worst things you can do on a road trip is forget your charger. Ooh. Yeah. It took me three stops in Baytown to find a charger that would cost me less than 30 bucks. And I had to piece that together. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. So there's uh, almost 100 bucks out the window right there. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. But I came back, had to work on Friday, and I put the word work in quotations because I spent most of the afternoon watching the Longhorns game in our conference room. And I can admit that on air because no one knows where I work. And we're going to keep it that way. Okay. That's good. So. But yeah. And now I'm ready to buy some Alamo Bowl tickets. Is that official? So I'm, I'm looking. It looks like 
I mean, it sounds like everyone thinks it's going to be Utah versus Texas in the Alamo Bowl. That sounds – I'm not sure about the Utah part yet, but Texas most likely because if uh, us and K-State have the same record, then I think the Sugar Bowl could choose. But because K-State has a better conference record, they would uh, automatically be the choice for the Sugar Bowl if TCU wins the <laughs> – if TCU wins the conference championship game and goes into the playoff. If TCU doesn't make the playoff, then uh, everyone drops down and we'd probably end up in the um, Cheez-It Bowl, which is a horrible name, but a better destination. Yeah, I, I would assume the same. If, if USC defeats Utah and they go to the championship, that would put Utah in the, uh, that would put Utah in the Alamo Bowl as well. So uh, BYU right now, they have a couple, a couple options. Looking at Lending Tree Bowl against Coastal Carolina. I've seen the Ooh, Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, and then I've seen uh, the Quick Lane Bowl. I've also seen the Frisco Bowl. Lots, lots of options for the uh, Cougs who beat uh, Stanford this weekend. Isn't the Armed Forces Bowl in Texas? The Armed Forces Bowl, I don't actually believe that's it, it is right. It is in Fort Worth. That's correct. Okay, so, so hey, so you could you, you could end up in Fort Worth or Frisco. You got to go, dude. I know. Well, I, I told you the, the the Frisco Bowl is on the day I'm actually singing with that choir here in in oh. Austin that you're going to be going to. Uh, all of a sudden, right, so, we're real busy. The, uh, so we're hoping for the so we're hoping for the military. Um, the armed, armed forces. forces that would be nice. That would, that would be enjoyable. So, uh, Eddie, do anything else? Anything else you want to talk about before we talk to the people about the PFL championships? And no, this is going to make me sound like a Grinch, Jordan. But I'm really sick of the Christmas commercials already. It's just supposed to be like a fun time you spend with your family. It's supposed to be, you know, have all this spirit in you. And like, look, KFC, I don't need you using Christmas songs to sell me famous bowls. Okay, if I'm going to buy one, I'm going to buy one. I don't need you bastardizing every Christmas song out there. T-Mobile. Ferrer Rocher, pretty much everyone you can think of. Kia? I believe it. This is the time, Eddie. People are going to put Christmas commercials. At your house, I mean, I'm, my, my Christmas lights, Eddie, they're up. They're, they're actually halfway up. I'm not done yet. I got to get the rest of I them I thought up. you left them up. No, I did not leave them up. You can't. Uh, you can't leave them up. But the Christmas oh, lights will be Oh, you just moved up. there. That's right. I just, well, no, I've been here for over a year now. This is my second Christmas That's here. A, oh, okay. So, but it, we will see, Eddie. Flies. All right. Let's talk uh, PFL champions. It was a shocker, Eddie. Larissa Pacheco yes. defeats Kayla Harrison in the main event on pay-per-view. There you go. Larissa Pacheco pay-per-view star. Does that, does that sound weird right there? That very weird. Very weird. She defeats Kayla Harrison by unanimous decision in the trilogy. So the third match, Kayla Harrison had won the first two. Uh, Larissa Pacheco, yeah, she defeats handily. her 48-47, 48-47, 48-47. Kind of shocking. This is a big blow to Kayla Harrison. It really is. I mean, she came out looking good in the first round. But after that, she just looked human, man. Uh, Pacheco was able to land some shots. Um, she was able to stay up, uh, stay on her feet for the most part. And even when Harrison did get her down, uh, Pacheco was landing some hard shots from the bottom. You usually don't put too much stock in the shots from the bottom, but she was wailing away. I mean, it made Harrison stand up a couple times. The big problem right now is that, you know, Kayla Harrison was out here talking about how she would not be participating in the championship again, in, in the tournament format again, that she was trying to get fights against Chris Cyborg. She was calling out Amanda Nunez. Uh, we talked about her going to the UFC. Now, I'm not saying, I don't, I don't want to sit here and, and write off Kayla Harrison, right? She lost, uh, you know, she lost previously in judo, um, and then she came back and won a gold medal. Um, she is going to, you know, you, you usually will get better. From your losses, except if your name is Ronda Rousey, uh, because then you just run away and you never come back. But other people. Oh, Ronda's just catching strays. What up? What are you doing? But other people 
they will learn from their mistakes. They will learn from their loss and, and they will get better. But I think this definitely puts everything on hold. I, I think you have to, like, you're going to see her fight Pacheco for a fourth time. Be it in the tournament or somewhere else, that, that fight, why would they not do it again? Quite possibly. But a couple things. One, Kayla only has a couple fights left on her contract with PFL. And two, she was already talking about going down to 145 and not competing in the tournament again because it turns out she's hypoglycemic. And making weight four times in a year is pretty tough on her. And I don't know if she fights Pacheco in the tournament. I think she could just fight her just on on a one-off. And then you think, like, who's the other fight? If she only has a couple more fights, maybe Aspen Ladd, who we'll talk about in a a little bit later. But, you know, other than that, I'm I'm not sure. And Julia Budd, uh, don't count her out either. Even though she just lost to Aspen Ladd, that'd still be a pretty good fight, too. Those are those are different options. Uh, obviously, yeah. huge for Pacheco. You got to be happy for her. Uh, it was uh, you know kind of kind of crazy though. And you know who also benefits from this loss? Clarissa Shields. People can stop talking about putting them two those two together. Now that um, some shine is off of Harrison, maybe Shields can just progress at her own pace without being rushed into this fight against Kayla Harrison. Yeah. Uh, what does it do to like you know? Because Chris Cyborg, I don't even know if she has a fight yet, right, with, with Bellator that she's going to be fighting. again. I, I haven't seen them announce. I know she, she's announcing that she's boxing again, but I haven't seen anything for Bellator. Like, do we see an option for, for Chris Cyborg at some point? Does that still make sense? It seems like it's off the table looking at um, her statements because the uh, PFL owner was – he basically declared that they were going to give a million dollars a piece and $2 million bonus to the winner. And – Looks like that's kind of off the table. That's not something that Cyborg's aiming for anymore now that the shine's off Kayla. And she actually tweeted out that Larissa Pacheco deserves a backroom bonus because she just saved the PFL an extra three million bucks, being her salary and her bonus. Well, I just think that it's uh, it's interesting because that's still a good fight. I mean, that's still a fight I want to see, but oh, maybe it's but maybe it's a little bit less exciting. And that, and that's the problem, right? Because you could still do it if you're the PFL. You could if you could get Chris Cyborg versus Kayla Harrison, you do it. Even, you know, you could. three million or not. I mean, but it does it does take the shine a little bit away from it. It really does, but I tell you what, this Kayla that we saw this weekend, Cyborg would have knocked her out. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I, I mean, you think so. Cyborg is getting old. That's the one thing we can't forget, right? So but the last thing to go is the power. And, and that's true, but I mean I, I don't know if I've I'm trying to think back to the Cyborg's last few fights though. Uh, how about let's go let's And go. Cyborg's got jujitsu too. That's true. All right. $6 million, Eddie, was awarded. It wasn't just the Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco show. You had every single you know, title on the line. The championship, the million-dollar paycheck was on the line for each of these tournaments. Uh, you had in the co-main event, Brendan Lochnan versus Bubba Jenkins. Remember, this is Dana White who would not give Brendan Lochnan a, a contract after Dana White Contender Series because he took someone down in the third round. But since then, I mean, he came out to the PFL. He looked great, man. He, he looked really good, and he brutalized Bubba Jenkins. He definitely made more money this weekend than he would have made it at to, up to this point in the UFC, coming off the contenders. Yeah, not making the UFC was the best thing for him. Yeah, I'm sure his wife will be much happier with the money, the money that he's bringing home. But this kind of um, like the theme for the weekend, or like the last week, has been he who talks the most crap doesn't walk away with a giant check because Bubba Jenkins was talking tons of crap, Kayla Harrison was talking tons of crap, and. Both of them just seemed unprepared for their opponents. It's almost like they didn't do anything new. They didn't, they didn't evolve at all. And their opponent you know, made major strides. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was a great win for uh, for Bubba Jen- for excuse me for Brendan Lofton over Bubba Jenkins, and and obviously the rest of Pacheco win. Uh, you also had Ente Delicia. He fought uh, Matias Scheffel. He won by a TKO in the first round. Uh, OAM Olivier Aban Mercier. He defeated Stevie Ray in that the second. Uh, you got Rob, knockout. Yeah, Rob Wilkinson. He won the light heavyweight tournament. And Saru Busai defeated Delano Taylor for the welterweight title. Uh, but that wasn't the only part of the, the, the main card. They had one other kind of featured fight, and that was women's featherweight. We mentioned Aspen Ladd, uh, but this was good for Aspen Ladd to, to get a win, to get back. In, this is her PFL debut. She defeated Julia Budd by, by a split decision. And that's, no, that's nothing to sneeze at because Julia Budd just fought Cyborg like, twice now for the Bellator title, former Bellator champ herself. So that's a big win for Aspen Ladd. Yeah, no, I agree, right? Because you, you look at Aspen Ladd, she had lost two in a row. She had lost to Norma Dumont. She had lost to Raquel Pennington. Uh, she had lost to, you know, then she beat Yana Kunisikaya before that. Before that, she lost to Jermaine Durandamy. So that was, you know, she was three out of four. So it gets her back on the winning ways. It gets her a win in the PFL, which I think that's, you know, that's obviously what she wants to say. Uh, but I think the one thing that I wanted to mention, uh, did you hear what she said after the fight? After the fight, she said that, Hey, Larissa Pacheco and Kayla Harrison are good, but they don't like their resume doesn't even compare to the girls that I fought and the women that I've beat in the UFC. Well, she's got a point there. But you, you look at who she's won, right? She's defeated uh, Yana Kunisikaya. She defeated Sajara Eubanks, Tanya Evinger, uh, Lena Landsberg. I, I mean, honestly, as I look at her record, there's not that great of names on Aspen Lads that she's beat. Now, maybe fought. Well, I think she- yeah, fought, yeah, is what she was going for. But who cares if you, if you lose has. to him? Well, as far as the experience that she has, she's saying she's more experienced and has fought better competition, so is better equipped to beat those ladies is what she's reaching for. I don't know. It's a reach to me. Yeah. I don't like also, it. Also, they were at Bantamweight too, weren't they? I don't like it. I think that, well, some of it was featherweight. She kind of went floated back and forth. Uh, I, I don't like her saying that, right? I think that... Uh, I would, I would take Kayla Harrison still, or Larissa Pacheco, over Aspen Ladd. Yeah, and Kayla Harrison's going to come back out pissed. Her next fight, I fear for the person she faces. Yeah. Uh, on, on the prelims, Eddie, uh, we've talked about him before. Biagio Ali Walsh, he won his amateur fight. He's 2-1 and one as an amateur now. Uh, he looks good, Ooh. man. Let me tell you, if there's one thing he, you, you'd imagine that he would have as an Ali is boxing, and his striking was on point. I mean, 45 seconds. He finished this guy. I thought for a second that the stoppage was kind of quick. Then I remembered his amateur. Yeah. And nothing was going to change. And I watched it again and again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the, in the, and I was like, oh, that, that's, uh, that was rough. So uh, Natan Schulte, he defeated Jeremy Stevens by second round arm triangle. Uh, you know, this, this is sad, Eddie. And now, you know, look for Jeremy Stevens to kind of fulfill his destiny and, and to go fight in the BKFC. I, I don't like to see that, but you've got to think that's where he's headed next. Man, BKFC is fun, Jordan. You gotta you gotta hop on the train, dude. Sure, BKFC is fun, but but that doesn't yeah. mean it's like this like stellar place for like aging has-beens to. They shouldn't go there. That's that's where they go. Yeah, but sometimes the names help it help make it more fun. Sure, I don't want to see Jeremy Stevens get beat up anymore. <laughs> Who said he's gonna lose? Well, I, I thought he'd come and win it in the PF in in PFL as well, but he hasn't. Well, been see, we've that. talked about how the PFL isn't like the landing spot for old washed-up guys. That's where's that. Say it. It's, it's BKFC. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm saying that's why he's going <laughs> to yeah. go there. See, so. yeah, PFL is full of young, hungry lions. Yeah, I know. See, the old guy's got to go I, further back. I don't know, man, because you look at it. Look look who won belts. Rob Wilkinson, former UFC. Uh, Olivier Aubin Mercier. For, but for, but former not high UFC. level. 
Former not high level. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah. all right, and then uh, no the last one, one like the Stevens. Battle of the Marises. Marlon versus Shaman Marais. They're not brothers. They're not related. I said I don't think they are. Uh, well, they're definitely not brothers now. Marlon should have stayed retired, man. And and Shaman came back. Marlon looked fine, but Shaman came back and, and but he just knocked out Marlon Marais. I don't love when a guy comes out of retirement only to get knocked back out into it. And I don't. I know yeah. that Marlon didn't say that he's retired again, but still, stay. Yeah, like the Highlander, there can only be one Marais. Yes. I don't, know if, that, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's it. exactly what the, the Highlander said, but uh, it, it still works the same. Oh, if it was in Portuguese, it would. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Magomed, Magomed Karamov. Yes. Defeated Gleason Table. You know, I think it was the uh, co-main event show. They said uh, the more Magomeds in someone's name, the scarier they are. Yeah. And that's two uh, together. Well, let's talk. You know, you, you think about people who are scary or, free, or creepy. Now, there is a, uh, a Magomed. This is actually a Nurmagomedov. How about Bellator 288? So we missed oh, it while we so were true. gone. Usman Nurmagomedov, he made quick work. Not, not quick work, but just easy work of Patricky Pitbull. Man, and we called it. So Bellator 288, it happened while we were gone. A couple things. I just wanted to follow up on, on a few of those things. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov is now the lightweight champion. Eddie, we, we knew that was going to happen. We called it. Usman looked really good. I mean, this guy, you think about who could be next in that division. It's great. I mean, Coach Khabib. Now, it's just, does Khabib have the lightweight champions in both Bellator and the UFC? Yes, that's incredible. So, gotta wonder who's the lightweight champion in Eagle, just out of uh, curiosity. I don't know. Well, I, you you would think they would be uh, connected somehow. Diego Sanchez. <laughs> no, he he fights. He doesn't fight that way. So, uh, in the main that's, event that's at, at Bellator 288, you had uh, light heavyweight Vadim Nemkov. He defeated Corey Anderson. And I told you, I, I said that even though I thought Corey Anderson looked really good in their first fight, that was the best case scenario that the fight stopped because of the headbutt. And then Vadim Nemkov was able to figure it out, regroup, figure out a get different game plan. And this fight, he came back and he, you know, he won. He, and, and he won clearly. Yeah, I'm sure you meant worst case scenario. Well, the, the best case scenario for, for Nemkov, I'm talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Best was, for where Nemkov. the fight worst, stops. Worst for Anderson. Yes. Because Anderson looked unstoppable. And the problem is... That he looked unstoppable, felt unstoppable, so he felt so confident going into this fight, just like with the PFL. You know, you don't change anything, you don't evolve, you go in thinking that you got this handled, and the other person has picked up their game. And Nimkov really stepped his game up. Anderson could not get him down, and Nimkov just wore him out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was a... Uh... You know, a good win for Vadim Nemkov. And they announced that win. Vadim Nemkov will now fight Yoel Romero. That's the next fight. Vadim Nemkov versus Yoel Romero. I think it's like February or March that fight is happening. Yeah, yeah and let's not forget, this one also had a million-dollar check on the line because it was the uh, Grand Prix finale. So he picks up a million-dollar check and two belts, which I still hate when the champion is fighting in the Grand Prix because it's stupid. Uh, and then the, we missed a UFC fight night. Eddie, uh, Derek Lewis also missed a UFC fight night. Uh, during the event, Derek Lewis was supposed to fight uh, Sergey Spivak, uh, but it turns out that during the event, Lewis had to withdraw. It was non-COVID, non-weight-cutting illness. First off, you never had to tell me that there was a non-weight-cutting issue with Derek, Derek Lewis. <laughs> I, I knew there wasn't going to be a weight-cutting illness uh, for Derek Lewis. Let's just be honest there. Uh, but as a result, so that fight is scrapped during the card, and Kennedy Nijikuwu, versus Ian Kutalaba becomes the main event. And uh, it's confirmed on air. Kennedy Nechikuwu, uh, he defeats Ian Kutalaba. It was a good win, man. That was, I mean, there were some times that, you know, I thought in the first round, uh, Ian looked okay, but it was in the second round, 
the the knee and then the follow up was was great. It was a good win uh, for him. Also on the card, uh, Jack de la Madalena. We talked about that. That was we were. I was excited to see him. He defeats Danny Roberts in, in the first round. Jennifer Maya had a win over Marina Morose. and uh, you know, Eddie, one of your favorite fighters. Oh yes, yes. little demon Vanessa Demopoulos. Yes, she defeated she Maria Oliveira. Still jumps into Bisping's arms afterwards. And let's not forget that uh, Chase Sherman, the Vanilla Gorilla. Lost to Waldo Cortez Acosta, which no one saw that coming. Not even – no no one did because they didn't know where Waldo was. Exactly. Couldn't find him. Get it? And neither could Chase. There we go. Uh, that was pretty bad. Eddie, I, I have an excuse. I'm a dad. I can do dumb dad jokes. Yeah. You're just an old guy. I got a dad bod. How, does that work? I mean, I, I think that, that, that's generous for you. Uh, all right, Eddie. That is PFL Championship. That's the UFC two, Fight Night 215 and Bellator 288, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? Without you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo, yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. You can find us on Spotify now. You know, you can still find us on the Horn website. Um, Apple Podcasts. I use Podcast Addict on my Android. You can find us everywhere. Just look for Fight Night ATX. And Jordan, I'm going to sit here quietly and make you sound like an old man and ask you who's on SNL this weekend. Well, Eddie, you know, I'm very hip with everything that's going on. And so hosting SNL this week is Kiki Palmer. I don't know who that is. Uh, And the musical guest is someone named, I'm going to go with SZA, S-Z-A. That is the correct name. I'm actually going to be in New York this week, Eddie. I should go by and look to see if I uh, see some SNL people. Hey, man, get, some, get yourself some tickets. Get in the audience. I'm not going to be look there. for you. I, unfortunately, I won't be there this week, and I, I will only be there earlier in the week. So, uh, but I, so I will not see Kiki Palmer or SZA this week on SNL. All right, now, Jordan, speaking of old people, UFC 282 in the light heavyweight division has gotten a makeover, and the old guy might be left out. What's up with that? Yeah, so Yuri Prohaska, first off, he is out of the UFC light heavyweight title against Glover Teixeira at UFC 282 next weekend. After what's, he suffered what Dana's calling the most severe shoulder injury he's ever seen. Uh, and because of that, he's going to be out for a year. He's actually been stripped of the title. So, Yuri Prohaska, no longer the UFC light heavyweight champion. And now, Jan Blahovich is going to fight Magomed Ankalaev for the, for the, to become the undisputed UFC light heavyweight champion. So, you might be wondering, Eddie, 
Glover to share what's going to happen with him. Why is why is he not in it? So actually, the UFC went to Glover and they offered him the fight. Uh, they wanted him to fight uh, Uncle Liev. And he said, look, Uncle Liev, he's a completely different fighter than, and I'm old. I don't have much fights left in me. I can't fight him on two weeks notice. I can fight him at UFC 283 in Brazil. Can we do it there? His, I would fight though. I would fight Jan on one week, on two weeks notice at UFC 282. UFC came back. They said, look, we've already seen you versus Jan. We don't want, we want Magomed to be in the title. Are you going to fight him? He says, I can't do it. So then they go and they offer the fight to Jan Blachowicz and they say, Jan, you're going to fight. Jan Blachowicz is going to fight Magomed Ankalaya for the title at UFC 282. Glover Teixeira, not guaranteed the title. He's kind of a little bit upset that he doesn't know like, if he's going to get a title shot eventually. Uh, obviously, Yuri Prohaska, when he gets back, he'll get a title shot. Uh, but Glover Teixeira might be the odd man out and kind of a rough time to be the odd man out at this point in his career. Yeah, it really sucks for Glover because, I mean, he had done everything to be ready for this. You know, it was his time, and odds were that he was going to win again or win. He actually didn't win. Because he actually lost. Yeah, that's why I said, that's why I stopped. But odds were that he was going to win because he'd won like three rounds already when he got tapped out in the, in the okay. previous matchup. I, I, I disagree with you there. I don't think, I don't think he was going to win, but still. Sometimes I, I put in a call to Uncle Dana and said, hey, um, I need Uncle Liev in this title match. Yeah, and he, this, this is kind of interesting. A month ago, you were dead to rights on end of year picks for the for our tappies. Uh kind of crazy. So Eddie, if Magomed Ankalaev wins, win. You could win tie me for picking champions at the end of the year. I just want to go over who you had. You had Rose, Valentina, Amanda, Kayla Harrison, not even in the UFC, but you still went with her. Uh those you, you were two for four there. <laughs> you went Brandon Moreno, Piotr Jan, Volkanovsky, Islam Makachev, Usman, Robert Whitaker, Magomed Ankalaev, and Cyril Gan. So you've got four right now. You could get five. I have I'm Valentina, not to go out on a limb, buddy. Amanda Nunez. I had Figueredo, Volkanovsky, Islam Makachev. So I have five. I had Adesanya. I had Yuri Prochaska. And both of those guys are going to be losing, the, lost the title in the last, you know, the last quarter of the, of the year. Kind of crazy. Well, let's say Uncle Dana owed me a favor. Yeah. I'd prefer, you know, a million bucks, but I'll take a, I'll take a title shot. It's, not a, it's a tie. It's all, you, you get a tie with me. No, I'm in a title shot for Uncle Ayev. Speaking of titles, this isn't one, but the UFC is targeting John Jones' return at UFC 285 in March. Maybe for the title, maybe not. What's up with that? Well, I think it's definitely for a title. It just depends on which title it's going to be. So the UFC, they want John Jones to make his debut at heavyweight on March 5th at UFC 285 in Las Vegas. The hope right now is that he will fight Francis Ngannou, heavyweight champion. The UFC still has to finalize the contract situation with Francis, and they also have to make sure that Francis is healthy. Francis hasn't fought since he won the title uh, or since, since he defended the title against Cyril Gunn. That was his final fight on his contract. Um, and so if the UFC— He could still possibly box Tyson Fury, couldn't he? He, he could still box Tyson Fury. That's still an option that's out there. Um, if Francis— is not ready to go. The UFC is looking at booking John Jones against Curtis Blades. And now most likely that would be for an interim title. Uh, and so you would see a title fight there for John Jones either way, right? It's either going to be the, the undisputed against Francis or the interim title against Curtis Blades. Uh, they've really wanted John Jones to fight uh, Stephen Miocic. 
that was, uh, you know, last year and for a while, but they've really struggled. And, and there's actually people even, you know, Aero Hawani is r- r- rumoring or, or mentioning that we may never see Stipe Miocic fight again. I hate to sound harsh, but I feel like this kind of puts a stain on Stipe's legacy, man. You know, um, he's had contract disputes before, but he was never a guy to avoid a challenge. And we've been looking at this John Jones fight for, what, six, eight months. And it was just like, when is Stipe going to sign? Is Stipe ever going to do it? He's like, oh, I need some time. I'll be ready in September. September came and went. And then the world just kept rolling on. And now with his father passing away last week and him being you know, basically financially set, I'd be surprised if we ever see Stipe fight again. So, you know, it's, yeah, no, I agree with you. On the John Jones side of things, though, you know, the UFC contractually has to offer somebody, you know, three fights a year. I would really be interested in knowing, you know, we haven't seen John fight since UFC, what, was it 247, 248, whatever wow. it was. That was February of 2020. I'd really be interested to know what are the fights that the UFC offered to John Jones that he didn't accept or didn't turn down. Makes you kind of think back to like, hey, remember we talked about those, that, that two-year suspension? Maybe that happened in there, but like we've not seen John Jones anywhere. Uh, no, we've only seen him on social media. Getting bigger and bigger, but I still got to worry about those calves. But he has been, uh, and you see John Jones on, uh, you know, it's funny. Right when Adesanya won, I went straight to John Jones's uh, Twitter account. <laughs> I wanted to see what he was going to tweet and delete. So uh, Now, Jordan, Cain Velasquez is free and wrestling. What's up with that? I, I mean, free to a degree, right? He's off on bail. He has to, he has, he wears an ankle monitor. Uh, but Cain Velasquez is going to be allowed to participate in a Lucha Libre professional wrestling match in Tempe, Arizona at Arizona State on December 3rd. Uh, so we had, there was a special hearing last week, and he was granted a, a request uh, to have to be able to leave the state of California. He's going to be, you know, it's a temporary release. He's going to have his GPS monitoring device removed while he's traveling to Arizona, but he's required to coordinate with authorities to have the device put back on once he returns. Uh, he's going to be allowed to start traveling on December 1st. He has to return to California on December 4th. While in Arizona, Velasquez will be responsible for having Arizona law enforcement uh, provide detail and supervision during his entire trip to the state. Uh, Velasquez will be responsible for the cost of the officer monitoring him while he's in Arizona. Uh, the defense, they were against this. They were like, do not let him leave the state. Do not let him do this. Uh, and they were like, does, you, does Arizona State know that they're going to have a guy who's being charged for attempted murder uh, be uh, wrestling in this event? And, and obviously, you know, Kane went to Arizona State. But truth be told, Eddie, I hope we never see Kane again. I hope he goes to Arizona, and I hope he just goes south, and we never see Kane again ever. <laughs> ever. Jordan, come on. That's not going to happen. I wish it would, because he's going back to jail. He's not going to win. I you're going to say in the cage. No, I, I don't want to ever see him again ever. I hope he just lives a great life in Mexico or wherever. Don't go back to California, Kane. Don't go back into the court. I know, I know you shouldn't say that, but I know that's not great for the justice system. But please, I mean, like, that's like best case scenario. Just, just go a little bit south, go to Mexico, and let's never see him again. Yeah, they're going to have to keep an eye on Kane's family while he's in Arizona to see uh, if they uh, decide to just follow. Well, they're all going to go. I'm let's sure they're all going to go. Let's go see what I'm sure they're doing. all going to yeah. go with him as well. Yeah. And um, with him being kind of an Arizona celebrity, the cop that he hires to monitor him, Think he'll be a little lenient? I would hope so. He's going back to jail, and it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Kane, go to Mexico. Now that you got me all depressed, Jordan, um, let's talk Connor. He says he's ready to be tested again. What does that mean? 
What's up with that? Yeah, so Connor created kind of a stir this week when he put out this This is what he said. He said, I'm clear for testing in February. I will complete my two tests per USADA, and we are booking a fight. Uh, a lot of people are talking this as like an admission of guilt by Connor. Uh, he went on and yeah, said, what does clear for testing mean? So what I think this means from Connor, Eddie, is that because of his injury, that he needed some exceptional circumstances because he was taking some drugs that were probably not allowed under USADA for recovery. Because you think about like what cortisone shots or other things or uh, other in things that would treat an injury like that, that they would, you know, they would flag on a USADA testing. And so because of the injury and because of the recovery that he had there, now he hasn't been tested because he said, and this is what he said. He said, look, everything was fully disclosed before it began. The state of allowance for athletes to recover from injuries as horrific as the one I overcame must be assessed. My thoughts are with Weidman and Anderson Silva, the three of us and only us know the severity of this injury. Now, PEDs are different than like drugs that will help you to treat an injury and to recover. Now, both would probably pop on USADA. It does not help the way Connor looks. But Eddie, at the end of the day, as long as he has his two tests, I'm good with it. I mean, I'd like to see him back. You know, never want to see him fight at featherweight again, so that's for sure. So I don't mind the size. Because Anderson got busted when he came back from his leg break for I don't know what the issue was, but he said it was something that was supposed to help him heal better. And I felt he came back too fast, so maybe that was it. But you got you to gotta admit it sounds fishy, especially with him being as jacked as he's, as he's been. In his post lately, the guy looks like he ate for the weight Conor McGregor. Okay, he looks like Rumble Johnson when he came down the welterweight. It was ridiculous how big that he is. All I'm saying, give me those two clean tests and let's get him back in there. So, uh, one of I guess thing- as long as he's not on it when he's there, I guess that's all we ever ask of people. Yeah, it. You know, I I do think right. I think for recovery and and like. If you break your leg like that, you, you should take whatever you need to take, right, to recover, to heal. Now, should they be PEDs that are, like, going to make you jack? Probably not. Those aren't things that make you heal. And so there's, there's like, you know, and if you know you're not being tested, that you could probably take some leeway with that. I don't want to see that. But if it's, you know, if it's on the up and up, who knows? Uh, give me those two free, those two clean tests. Uh, Connor also said that he's working on a documentary. Uh, and it's all about how he hasn't, like, lost that fire, even though he's become financially, you know, successful uh the first episode is going to be released before his next fight and the full four-part series will be released before his hollywood debut in roadhouse it's going to be on netflix and uh, so we'll see what happens yeah i think i said the first episode is uh they've just finished it or uh at least editing and stuff so uh, this should be interesting yeah always interested in seeing that yeah you gotta i just wonder if he talks as much trash you know when the cameras aren't when you know when he's used to the cameras when they're you know, not at a press conference or something What's normal Connor like? I, I don't know. People ask me that question, like what Connor's like, and I have never been around Connor outside. Even though he was he was on our show, I've talked to him before fights and after fights. It's Connor's always been on, right? For those, so I, I really don't know. I can't answer that. Yeah. Well, speaking of Connor Jordan, he is being sued by the goat Artem Lobov. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, this is crazy. You, you think about Artem Lobov and, and what that relationship was so much that Conor McGregor got on a plane after Khabib and his team kind of cornered him in the hotel. He got on a plane, threw a dolly at, uh, you know, broke into an arena, threw a dolly at, at a bus because of that, uh, what Khabib did to Artem Lobov. So Artem Lobov is claiming that he was the one who came up with proper number 12. Uh, he inspired the creation of it and he thinks that he is due to some money. And I heard that like uh, Connor offered him some money early on. Uh, Artem declined, 
and uh, and wanted a little bit more. And he's seeking up to thirty million dollars for it. Uh, Connor did. Uh, I want to. I want to play this though, Eddie. Connor did respond. Here's what Connor had to say to Artem Lobov. Artem is a rat. Na 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 na. Hey. Na 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 na. Hey. Artem is a rat. Na 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 na. Hey. Rat. All right, so Artem is a rat, na na na, na na na. So really, just really, that's inspiring stuff right there. So, hey, money can ruin friendships, dude. That's why I don't give you any. And last but not least, your favorite fighter ever, Greg Hardy, defeated Hasim Rahman Jr. at the Moody Center a couple weeks ago. What's up with that? Yeah, I and mean, neither of us were there live, but Greg Hardy, he dropped Hasim Rockman Jr. and won a decision against him. Scores were 39-36 across the board. Uh, Rockman Jr. is now 12-2 and uh, with his loss, his second straight following a fifth-round stoppage. We're probably never going to see him again. Uh, Greg Hardy is 2-0 and now. Uh, he's in boxing. At, you know, that's, we know that he, uh, he left UFC, and now he is fighting in, uh, in boxing. Uh, before the main event, though, KSI announced that he would take on Dylan Dennis on January 14th at the Wembley Arena in London. I hate the fact that that's just a sentence that we had to say. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Dennis, he jumped in the ring as well. They got a little bit into it at the weigh-ins as well. Uh, I know you're dying to know this, though. Uh, so just let me, let me tell you what else would happen. Dean the Great defeated Wally Sharks, TKO. King Kenny those words? defeated DK Money. FaZe Temper defeated Over T-Flow. And uh, Brandon Buckingham defeated Ice Poseidon. So pretty. What about Barbie Sixes? I don't know. I don't know what happened there. So okay. uh, I got to say, I looked this up on Instagram a little bit. And to say it was sparsely attended would be uh, giving them a lot more credit than they need. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should not have gone to the Moody Center. Uh, so maybe they should have gone to uh, just Stubbs. Uh, all right, Eddie. So let me get you some new fights. Jack Hermanson's going to fight Roman Delice this weekend. Drew Dober fighting Bobby Green. Gilbert Burns. Fighting Neil Magny. That's a great fight for Neil Magny. Nikita Krylov fighting Ryan Spann. Jessica Payne fighting Tabitha Ricci. Anthony Smith versus Jamal Hill. Macy Barber versus Andrea Lee. I love those. Bellator's got Yaroslav Amosov coming back fighting Logan Storley. That's a great one. Pedro Carvalho versus Jeremy Kennedy. Eddie, those are new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, 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 hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That is Eddie. I am Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me at Nonstop MMA. You can find Eddie at Eddie Experience. One E in the middle. Eddie, we're back. UFC is back. UFC on ESPN 42 from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Main event, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Kevin Holland. You know, that explains why this card is so good. It's in front of an actual live, live crowd on the road, not the apex. Because this is one of the better fight nights we've seen in a while, Jordan. Eddie, Rafael Dos Anjos is in the co-main event on this card fighting Brian Barberena. But I want to take you back real quick. I want to ask you, this is not two questions with Eddie Cross, but this is one question. I want you to think about this, Eddie. There was a event that happened in 2015 at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. The card was headlined by Rafael Dos Anjos versus Donald Cerrone. But that is not what this fight card is remembered for. This fight card is remembered for a post-fight interview 
that not sparked a career, but like advanced the career of one of the most famous fighters today in the UFC. What happened 2015, December 19th? And the, the person who defeated, who, who won this fight defeated Michael Johnson. People are listening to this and they're like, oh no, I know what this is. What is it, Eddie? Was it two-piece on a biscuit? That was not. That, was, that happened in London. Oh, crap. This is, you're taking everything I've worked for, Connor. This is Nate Diaz. This is uh. when Nate Diaz defeated Michael Johnson and called out Connor McGregor, which then got him the fight next or later in that next in that March, the Connor McGregor fight. And that's what sparked everything for Nate Diaz. So a little bit of history for RDA going back here, but a little history lesson for you at the See, this Amway is why I keep Center. you around. I, I remember that. I just remember how fun that was seeing that. So you got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson headline this fight against Eddie. Against Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland obviously coming off of that just terrible showing against Hamzat Shemaev. And, and not because yeah. it was like not a good performance. It was short notice. And it's against Hamzat Shemaev. Hamzat Shemaev makes everybody look bad. Luckily, he made a lot of money for it. Yes, hopefully he did. So much that he retired only to come back one day later. So uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was hopefully that, that was the kind of money he made. Uh, you got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. He's coming off of two losses in a row. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, who that loss doesn't look as bad now where you see where Bilal Muhammad no, is today. Uh, but also against Gilbert Burns. Uh, that's, you know, Gilbert Burns, he's still at the top of the division. Uh, the nicest man in the welterweight division, the, uh, the nicest MF, the NMF, is that what's on Yes, yeah. yes, the uh, NMF. Yes, he is going to be taking on uh, Kevin Holland. This will be really interesting. It'll be a big step up, obviously. I mean, yes, I do know Kamzat Shemaya was a big step up, but it was short notice, so I don't really take a lot of stock in, in that fight. But having a full training camp for someone like uh, Kevin Holland, I'll be really interested to see how this fight goes. Well, listen, Stephen, Stephen Thompson is going to have to uh, put away the niceness for a weekend, and he's going to have to bring out his, uh, his meanest MFer. Uh, to beat up Kevin Holland because he's he's not doing well and he needs to pick it up or he might find himself in Bellator soon. Yeah, well, Wonder Boy, he's ranked sixth right now in the division. Uh, did you see that these guys did a podcast together to talk about the fight? No. That was pretty good. I missed that. Uh, all right, so that's that'll be a fun. He's too nice. That's a yeah. problem. That'll be the a fun uh, main event. You got Brian Barbarina versus Rafael dos Anjos. That's a good fight too. Barbarina, he's coming off of a win. Uh, he beat Robbie Lawler and Matt Brown. Uh, fighting Rafael dos Anjos, that's like three legends in a row. It would be a big win. You know, that was almost where like we thought Brian Barbarino was gonna go, was gonna stop fighting, right? And just gonna go work in, in on his like his farm or whatever it was. And now he's gone two in a row, three in a row, because he had Darren Weeks before that. This is uh, and that's gonna be just violence as well. You got Matt Schnell. Matt Schnell, you know, that fight that Matt Schnell had against Sue Majeri, that one that was just incredible. Uh, that happened back in July on ABC. He's fighting Mateus Nikolaou. Tai Tuovasa, he's fighting against Sergei Pavlovich. Uh, Tai Tuovasa, this is his first fight, I think, after the loss, right, to Cyril Ghosn. Uh, and so seeing him come back, that's, that's going to be, uh, we'll see how he bounces back. He was on uh, a five-fight win streak going into that fight. And then the, the first fight on the night, Eddie, your boy Eric Anders versus Kyle Dacus. And But if you look at that, the, the, the undercard's pretty good, too. It really is, man. Angela Hill versus Emily Ducote. Clay Guida versus Hot Sauce. Michael Johnson versus Mark Casey. Darren Elkins, The Damage. The Damage. Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Hibas. Come on, man. Ooh, that's a great fight, man. That, that they should have really spread good. these out. They should have spread these out. Well, you got to get fights I mean, maybe, in, right? Maybe everyone wanted to fight before Christmas and get one last one in. Uh, the Angela Hill, Emily Ducote. I think you mentioned that, but that, that's a good one, too. Yeah, it uh, is. Uh, how about one on Prime? That's, that's happened this weekend, too. Uh, yeah, this one features, well, for some reason, Prime likes to double up when they have uh, uh, one on Prime. 
with Prime 5 features Rainer de Ritter, the one middleweight and light heavyweight champ. Mr. Champ Champ defending his uh, light heavyweight championship. So he's definitely one worth watching. Um, in the morning, there'll be one 164, which is a mouthful. And that one's going to have the men's strawweight title on the line, but we won't be awake for that. All right, there's some boxing going on. Tyson Fury, he's fighting. All the people in the world that Tyson Fury could be fighting this weekend, and it's Derek Chisora in a trilogy fight. They fought in 2011 and 2014 for a couple of minor heavyweight titles. Fury won both of those. But this time, well, you know, if Larissa Pacheco could do it, maybe Derek Chisora can do it too. Come away with a big win in the trilogy fight. But the first one, unanimous decision for Fury. Second one, Fury made him quit on the stool after the ninth round. But that was a long time ago. So see what's changed for Derek Chisora. And by the way, on my BKFC app on Saturday, you know I love me some BKFC nowadays, Jordan. Two title fights. Luis Palomino defends his light, lightweight title against Tom Schof and Francesco Ricci. Um, def- uh, defends his middleweight title against David Mundell. If you want to see people just be forced to quit, just see all the will drain out of them in a fight, watch BKFC. Nice. Well, awesome, Eddie. It's great to see you again. Uh, I'm excited for the holiday season. I means, it means we're going to probably get together. We're going to see each other in person, which, which I can't wait for. Uh, stay tuned, guys. Sports Guys Talking Wrestling with Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. Check us out at Fight90TX on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Have a great night, and we will see you next week. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. Keep it positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, Let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.